Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be talking about the 2022 NFL Draft, and more specifically, I'm going to be breaking down the Atlanta Falcons draft class. I'm a Falcons fan personally, um, so I'm really excited to dive into our class, talk about the players. I'm not going to give a, a deep dive on all of the players. There are some sixth, sixth rounders that we picked. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep on them. Um, but for our first five picks, um, or first six picks, um, I should say, uh, I will be going in um, and talking about them, talking about their, their profiles, and just doing a deep dive on our first six picks. Um, I think sometime this week, I'm going to do a, a big episode where I talk about the, the entire NFL draft and talk about um, what every team did, just talk about some of my favorite drafts, some of my least favorite drafts, because this was an incredible draft, like, the first round was absolutely insane, so I definitely want to talk about that soon, but today I want to focus on the Atlanta Falcons, and without further ado, let's get into it. With the 8th pick in, in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons selected Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. Wide receiver is a huge need for this team. Um, right now, let me pull up their depth chart real quick. We, um, since Calvin Ridley got, sus- got suspended for this season, we really don't have many good receivers. Before we before we drafted Drake London, our receivers were like Auden Tate, um, Alamide, Zacchaeus, uh, Kadero Hodge, Demir Bird, Chad Hansen. Um, some of these guys we picked up in free agency, but we didn't really have anybody. Our receiving core was really bad. Like, our number one receiving target would have been Kyle Pitts, who was really good, but he's coming into his second season, um, and we didn't have anybody besides him. So, our receiving core was looking bleak before we picked Drake London. I know a lot of Falcons fans were upset that we picked London over an edge rusher like Jermaine Johnson, and I like Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson is a really good player, but I'm not so I'm not sure how useful Jermaine Johnson would have been for this team, um, considering his age. He's 23 years old, had a late breakout, and didn't peak at a super high level in college. Um, his stats looked really good, but his PFF rating was just was good, but not elite, um, and so I, I do have concerns about that, and I think he would have been a great pick in, like, the second round if he, if he would have fell there, uh, but at number eight, I'm not so sure he would have been the most useful pick. I like Drake London a lot. Um, he's a, a very young player, one of the younger players in the draft. Um, he's uh, not even 21 years old yet. He's got great size. He's 6'4", 219 pounds, he has good length, 33-inch arms, really good. Um, he didn't test at all because he's been dealing with an injury. He got hurt during, this, during the regular season this year, um, and he missed like half the season. And so he wasn't able to test, um, but he's su- got great size. Um, he moves really well um, considering he's like 6'4", 219 pounds. Like his, his fluidity is really good. Um, he run, he's a really good route runner. Um, I think he's going to be 
potentially a big slot receiver at the next level. I don't see him as being this elite deep threat. I know people have comped him to Mike Evans. I don't see Mike Evans in him. I just think they have different play styles. Mike Evans is like this elite deep threat. Um, and I don't think Drake London is that. I see Drake London more as a Michael Thomas. I think that's his ceiling. Um, because he is super big. He's got great size, but he's also very fluid. He's a really good route runner. Um, I think he would be a dominant slot receiver. Um, and, and I really like pairing him with Kyle Pitts. Um, I think his fit is, a, is an, an interesting fit, but also an intriguing one. Um, I I would have liked for us to pick Jameson Williams as well. I think he would have paired nicely with Kyle Pitts. I think his fit would have been a little bit a little bit better than Drake London's fit next to Pitts. But I still like the pit. I mean, the pick. I mean, you got Pitts, who is 6'6", and you got Drake London, who is 6'4". Trying to cover the, those two guys is going to be very difficult because not every team has multiple corners who have the size to, to match up with those guys. You know, you can't really put a linebacker on Kyle Pitts because he's too fast. And so this just is going to gonna make the Falcons' offense um, a matchup nightmare with those guys at, at receiver um, and tight end. Let's see. Um, I'm looking at these other indicators for, for Drake London on his profile. Um, he was um, he early declared, which is a great indicator. Um, he was a, a highly touted recruit coming out of high school. He had an early breakout at USC, was very productive. Um, early in his career while competing with other high-end NFL talent like Michael Pittman Jr. and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, he had a peak PFF grade of 91.3, which was this past season. Um, this past season in 2021, he had a PFF receiving grade of 91.8, which is great. Um, and he's also a solid blocker. Um, I, no, I, sorry, never mind. I was looking at another stat, my bad. Um, his run block rate wasn't great, but he's just going to be an elite receiver. He's got the size to be a good blocker, but I don't really care about that too much. Uh, all I care about is that he's got good size. He's a good route runner. Um, all, all the in indicators are there. Like, um, he was a highly tied recruit coming out of high school. He declared early. He's a junior, um, had an early breakout in college, was super productive and it was super productive while competing with other high end talent. So I think, I think Drake London is going to be awesome. I like to pick at eight. Um, I, I really love him as a player. Uh, I think he's a really good player. Uh, I don't see, uh, an elite prospect here because he's not a great deep threat, but I think he has the skill set to be a dominant big slot receiver at the next level, and I can't wait to see what he can do playing next to Kyle Pitts. Next up, um, with the 38th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Falcons selected Arnold Ebiketti, edge rusher out of Penn State. They actually traded um, their their I can't remember what pick they had, but they traded they had two second rounders. They traded one of them along with their fourth round pick to get up to pick number thirty eight to select Ebiketti. And I'm not gonna lie, when I was first looking at our draft class and kind of looking at everybody's profiles, our the next two picks I'm gonna talk about Ebiketti and our and our second second round pick. I was like, man. I just don't love these guys. At first, I was I was looking at them just surface level stats, and I was just like, "Man, they're they're older prospects. These are older guys. I, I'm not sure I'm gonna love them." But the more I dove into their production and their athletic and their athletic profiles and their like their athletic testing numbers, I was like, "Man, these guys are studs," um, and they're just like Arnold Ebiketti. And I, I'll go I'll go ahead and say. Um, 
Troy Anderson, who was our second second round pick. Both these guys are freak are like really, really strong athletes who were also productive productive in college. And I think that's all you can ask for past the first round. Like they may be older prospects, but they are really good athletes and they were super productive in college. So I think they can be really good in the NFL. Arnold the Bacchetti, um, he has one of the he's a little bit undersized uh, for an edge rusher um, in terms of his height. He is 6'2", I believe. Let me look real quick. Um, looking at my database right here. Where is he at? All right. All right. Arnold and McKinney. He is 6'3", um, which is a little bit short for an edge rusher. But he's 256 pounds, and he has 34.125-inch arms. He has incredible length. He's got really good length. I mean, he's an older prospect. Um, but... With that kind of length, um, and he's also a really good athlete. Like, his RAS score was a bit low for this edge rush class at 8.91. That's still, that's really good, um, but it's actually kind of low because everybody else in this class, like most of the edge rushers in this class, have an RAS of 9 or higher. He does not, but I still think he's a great athlete. Like, he has a really good speed score. It's above average at 108.57. Um, he has one of, the, one of the best burst scores in the class because he has a 38-inch vertical and a, and a 10-foot, 8-inch uh, broad jump. Um, his 10-yard split is low, a little underwhelming at 1.69, but he's also got, got really good... Um, good agility like his shuttle was 4.24 that's really strong um and his three come time was 6.95 also really strong so he has um his side score is a, is a little bit below average but his speed score is above average his burst score and his agility score are some of the best in like in the in the class in terms of the edge rushers so i think he is a strong athlete despite his res score being a little bit lower um i like i said earlier he's an older prospect and he was not an early declare, um, and he had a late breakout um, in terms of PFF grade. Like um, his his first season with a PFF grade of eighty, um, he was twenty two point two six years old. So a little bit of a late breakout. So um, in terms of like early declare and his breakout age, those are two indicators that he does not hit. Um, but his athleticism is great, and so is his production. Um, like his peak PFF grade was 88.4. That's really good. His PFF grade the last two years was 86.7. That's also really good. Um, and then in 2021, um, he had a pass rush grade of 90.5 and a run defense grade of 78.3. Most really good marks. He's one of, let me look, I had a tweet last night because I tweeted out, um, Arnold McKinney's, um, statistical profile, um, just my thoughts on it and why I liked him so much, um, and so he is one of, let me see, let me look at his strengths here, he is one of, um, five edge rushers in this class, or in my database at least, to have a 90, um, a, a pass rush grade of 90, and a run defense grade of at least 75 in 2021, um, and looking back at his peak PFF grade, um, which was 88.4, that was fifth among edge rushers, and his 86.7 PFF grade over the last two seasons ranks fourth among the edges. 
Um, that's really, really, really good. Um, like I said, like some, he didn't hit all the indicators. Like he wasn't um, an early breakout. Um, he didn't have an early breakout. Wasn't an early declare. But he was super productive in college. Like his production over the last few years was really good. He's a strong athlete. I think, and although he is undersized a little bit, I think. Um, the fact that he is shorter and has great length and great burst and great flexibility, I think um, he has like a just naturally he has a a he'll have a lower pad level and be- because he's short um, and that also gives him better leverage um, just naturally being a shorter player and he also has the length and, and the athleticism to play off of that and to take advantage of his um, naturally really good leverage. So I like Arnold Emicetti. He's an older prospect. Um, doesn't hit all. Doesn't hit all the indicators of a future great pro. But like I said earlier, he's a great athlete. Was super productive in college. I think he has a chance to be a really good pass rusher and a solid run defender at the next level. I think this is a really good pick. Um, I like it a lot. Ebiketti is a really, a really, really good player. I know Brett Coleman, who's a YouTuber who does a lot of great work with the NFL draft. He had him as a, a easy first round pick. And in his mock, he had him going within the first 15 picks. I mean, and that was a what he would do mock. I trust his opinion. He likes Arnold Ebiketti a lot. Um, and I, I think Ebiketti has a really good profile. With our third pick in the 2022 um, NFL Draft, uh, which was the 58th overall pick, the Falcons selected Troy Anderson, a linebacker out of Montana State. I'm I'm sure that nobody knew anything about Troy Anderson. If you were like a casual um, NFL fan or a casual college football fan, um, Falcons fans may may have been like pissed when they announced announced Anderson as the pick. Um, I wasn't watching the draft at this point. I was keeping up with it on my phone. I saw that we picked him, and I was like, awesome, great, good pick. Um, and then I started to dive into his profile a little bit more, and I was like, oh, man, like, Anderson is a stud. Like, he is a phenomenal player, and I really love this pick. Uh, Troy Anderson, he, he like Ebiketti, is an older prospect. He's, um, let me look at his age. He's like 20 three years old, a little bit over 23, I believe, let's look, um, yeah, he's, like, just at 23 years old, but he's a bigger linebacker, he's, like, six three and a half, um, around six four, maybe, 243 pounds, um, doesn't have great length or hand size, but he is just an elite athlete, let me look at his RES profile pulled up here, and when I say RES, I mean relative athletic score, which is created by, um, can't leave Platt, this guy on Twitter, he's known, he's, his, um, Twitter handle was Math Mom, um, and he takes every prospect's athletic, uh, athletic testing numbers, um, and kind of compares them to every prospect at the position who's ever tested since, like, 1987, um, and, and puts their scores on a scale of 0 to 10, with 0 being the worst, and 10 being the best, and Joy Anderson's RAS, was 10, which means his athletic testing numbers are the best of any linebacker who has ever tested, and that's really good, like he has great size, elite explosion, elite speed, and elite agility, just elite numbers across the board, um, his vertical jump was 36 inches, his broad jump was 10 feet and 8 inches, his 40-yard dash was uh, 4.42, really, really good, one of the best numbers ever for a linebacker, 
His 10-yard split was 1.49. That's also one of the best numbers ever for a linebacker. And then he had a, a shuttle time of 4.07 and a three-cone time of 6.77. Just incredible numbers across the board. He's a freak athlete. He has the best speed score out of all the linebackers in my database uh, with a mark of 127.33. That is awesome. Um, it has a really strong burst score. Um, and one of the better agility scores in the class. He's a really, really good athlete. Um, and because he, he played a lot in college, he was not an early declare. Um, and he had a later breakout too, just like Arnold and McKetty, But his breakout was even later at 23 years old. Um, but his production over the last two years was great. He had a peak, he has a peak, P, a peak PFF grade of 86.1. And his PFF grade over the last two years was 81 and a half. Um, and then in 2021, he had a, a PFF grade of 86.3, a run defense grade of 80.5, a pass rush grade of 73, and a coverage grade of 86.4. His coverage grade was actually the, the third best out of all the linebackers in my database in 2021. That's really great. And one thing I like about him, you know, he's obviously a freak athlete, and um, a really cool thing that you'll see on the RAS site uh, for each prospect is RAS comp. So um, at the bottom of Troy Anderson's profile, you can see um, who has the most similar RAS profiles to him. And the the top five names or the top five RAS comps for Anderson are crazy. You got Von Miller, Bruce Irvin, Luke Kukley, Lorenzo Carter, and Isaiah Simmons. Those are some really good names and some strong athletes. Um, and a lot of you'll notice a lot of these guys are like really strong pass rushers, or they or they were really strong pass rushers in the NFL. Um, you also have like one of the best coverage linebackers of all time in Luke Kuechly. Um, I think this this is just insane the fact that he's this this athletic, but also graded so well in coverage in 2021. That's impressive. Troy Anderson, um, he's an older prospect. You do have to worry about his transition coming from an FCS school, but he's a really good football player, one of the best athletes of all time for a linebacker. I love him. I think that was a great pick there. It'll be interesting to see what the Falcons are planning to do with Deion Jones. He's still in the roster, and, and the Falcons signed Rashawn Evans in free agency, so I don't know how Troy Anderson is going to get on the field early unless they do move on from Deion Jones. That's something, that's something to look out for, but Troy Anderson is a great pick uh, at 58 in the second round. He's a really good player. I like him a lot. Sorry, I had to get a sip of my coffee. I want to actually go back um, and look at Arnold Ebiketti real quick. I forgot to mention this when I was breaking down his profile. His most similar RAS comp um, was Cameron Wake, who was a an edge rusher out of Penn State in 2005. Um, kind of a coincidence that they're most, both out of Penn State. Um, they have very similar RAS profiles. Ar Arnold Ebiketti had an RAS of 8.9. Cameron Wake had an RAS of 8.45. Both were undersized edge rushers. Uh, Evan Ketty was a lot bigger at 250 pounds. Wake was 236 pounds coming out of college. Both had similar bench presses. Evan Ketty was had a bench press of 21. Uh, Cameron Wake had a bench press of 20. But both had really strong speed scores. Um, both had like very similar 10-yard splits. 
Um, Kevin Awake had, like, elite um, numbers in terms of his explosion. Like, he had a 45.5-inch vertical and a 10-foot-10-inch broad jump. Like, those numbers are out of this world. Evan Cady's, um explosion numbers were good, but nowhere near that good. Um, they do line up more similarly in terms of their agility numbers. Uh, Cameron Wick's shuttle was really good at 4.11. Um, Katie's shuttle was a little bit worse at 4.24, but Katie has a, a little bit better three cone at 6.95 compared to Wake's 7.12. Um, but there's a lot of similarities there with their profiles. And then you look at what Wake did in the NFL, and it's like, man, um, if Arnold Ebiketti can can do this in the league, then that's going to be a great pick for a second rounder because Cameron Wake had five seasons with double-digit sacks, and he was a five-time Pro Bowler, a one-time first-team All-Pro. Um, he was he, he was a, a two-time all uh, second-team All-Pro. Um, so if, if Evan is anything like this, this would be a steal for a second round pick. Um, just wanted to go through that because that was something interesting I found while breaking down Arnold Evan uh, profile. Now let's move on to our first third round pick. We had two third round picks. Um, the first with the 74th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons selected uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. I was not a huge fan of Ritter as a prospect. Um, he's a great athlete. He can run. He's got good physical tools. And he's a good processor. But his accuracy really worried me. Um, but I know a ton of people who really liked Ritter as a prospect. Uh, pretty much a- anybody who knows anything about the game of football who's like really smart had Ritter as a top two quarterback in the class. Um, I didn't like Ritter that much, but I trust uh, all these people's opinions. Um, like everyone, I, everyone that I follow um, who covers the NFL draft had Ritter as a top two quarterback. They liked him a lot. Um, and so I'm fine with us picking him in the third round, considering that I didn't like him. Like the fact that we got him in the third round, that's good value. Cause I know that there was talk that he might go in the first round. Um, I know that everyone was expecting him, expecting him to go in the second round. Um, you know, the fact that the Falcons liked him and still got him in the third round is good with me. Um, I think that's fine value getting him in the third round. That's about where I would have taken him if I were an NFL team. Um, he has an interesting profile. Um, he is a, like, the best athlete of all the quarterbacks in my database. Um, Malik Willis didn't test, so he easily uh, had the best RES score at 9.8. He had really good numbers across the board. Um, he's got dec- he's got decent age. Um, he's, like, one of the few quarterbacks in this class who isn't 23 years old. He's 22 and a half years old. Got decent size, 6'3". 211, a bit a bit light in terms of weight, um, but still got solid size. Um, and his and he was a decent prospect coming out of high school. He was a three star according to ESPN. He did not declare early. Only one quarterback in this class did declare early, and that was Sam Howell. He had a solid breakout in terms of um, his PFF grade being 70. Like, his first season with a PFF grade of 70-plus came when he was 19 and a half years old. That's really good. Um, he didn't have a PFF grade of 80-plus until this past season. Um, in this past season, he had a, a big breakout. He had a PFF grade of 90.7, which was his peak PFF grade. Um, he had a, a, pa- a PFF passing grade of 87.1. 
Um, that's fine. Not great for this class. Um, and he had a, a, run, a rushing grade of 76.8. That's really good. Um, one of the better uh, rushing grades in the class. Ranks around third. Um, his PFF grade the last two years was a bit low at 83.5. Um, that's a bit low for like for a quarterback you'd consider a top prospect, um, which is what some people considered him to be uh, for this class. I did not. So, and that's one of the reasons why. Like he had a, he, had, he was a one year wonder. Um, only had one year of, of great production in college, and that happened later in his career. So he had a late breakout, wasn't an early declare, only had one year of good production. He has a good ap- a good athlete. He can run, um, and he's got good physical tools. He's got good arm strength. He's a good processor. Um, so all, all he has all the traits to be a good quarterback at the next level. My only issue is that he's just not a- not accurate. Like, his accuracy was really spotty on film, and I tried to like him. I mean, when I heard that everyone was raving about him, I was like, okay, cool. Like, we may have a really good prospect here. And I watched I watched a bunch of his games, and I just could not get over the accuracy issues. He just had like, so many throws where, where he just missed by a mile, and that worried me a little bit. Um, so those are my concerns with him as a prospect. Um, but... Like I said, he has all the traits to be a good a good NFL quarterback, and I think that he is so good as a pro, as a processor that he could step in immediately and not be a complete dumpster fire. I really hope the Atlanta Falcons play him early uh, because I'd like to see what he looks like year one. Because you know we we don't have a good roster, so we may be picking high again next year. And if we are picking high next year, we're probably going to look at taking a quarterback because next year's quarterback class is really, really good. So I do worry um, that if we don't play Desmond Ritter early now, we may never play him. He may never get an opportunity. So I want to see him get an opportunity year one. That's what I hope the Falcons do with him. Um, but yeah, Ritter, I like I like him going in the third round. He wasn't my favorite quarterback prospect, but I think third round was good value for him. And I do think he has the traits to be a good quarterback in the NFL. He just has to work on his accuracy. That's like the big thing that he needs to clean up. All right, now we're moving on to our second third-round pick. Um, with the 82nd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons selected D'Angelo Malone, edge rusher out of Western Kentucky. Interesting pick here. We double-dipped at edge in the second and third round. Um, and he's a lot different. Malone is a lot different than Arnold Ebiketti. Ebiketti is more of a defensive end than Malone. Malone is like a, a outside linebacker because he's a smaller edge rusher. Let me get to his profile real quick. Um, Malone is, he is 20, 22.7 years old. Um, so he's under 23 years old. Um, but he is smaller. Like he is a, he's purely an outside linebacker. He's a nice fit for our scheme because the Falcons run a, a, um, a three, four scheme. He's 6'3", 243 pounds. Um, his size score is really low. He's got solid length, got 33.125 inch arms. That's solid. Um, he's a good athlete, had an RES score of 9.06. That's a bit low for the edge rusher class. And I don't think, although he has an, a higher RES score than Arnold and McKinney, I don't think he's a better athlete. Um, his, his burst score is, is a lot lower than Ebiketti's. He doesn't have as, nearly as good of agility scores um, as him. So Malone, not 
not a bad athlete by any means, but not a great athlete um, relative to the rest of the edge rushers in this class. Um, he did have an early breakout. Um, he was not an early declare, was unranked coming out of high school, but he had a, a PFF grade of 70 plus when he was 18.7 years old. That's great. And then his first season with, an, with a PFF grade of 80 plus came when he was 20.7 years old. That's really good. So he had a, a very early breakout. His peak PFF grade was 85.6. That's really good. Um, his PFF grades in the last two years was 77.25. And his PFF grades in 2021 were really disappointing. Um, he had a PFF grade of 79.7 uh, this past season in 2021 with a run defense grade of 75.3. That's pretty solid. But only a pass rush grade of 78.8. That's really underwhelming. I mean, I also had a coverage rate of 62.3. I don't really care about that. The fact that his pass rush grade was low um, in 2021 concerns me. But he had, he had a really strong peak PFF grade. Um, he's a, a good athlete and had an early breakout. I think there are things to like about him. He's definitely a worse prospect than um, Arnold Ebiketti, in my opinion. Um, so I like that we got him in the third round. And that's about where um, he, he was projected. Like, his consensus um, projected round was, like, um, in the fifth round. So, we, we may have overdrafted him a bit. Um, but he, he has a better profile than a fifth-round pick. Like, there's, like I'm thinking there ha there's no way that he was going in the fifth round. Um, he had to be going higher than that. Because he's too athletic. His production was too good. Like, his peak production was too good in college for him to go um, in the fifth round. And also, he's an early breakout. Like, there's just no way that he was going in the fifth round. Third round seems like a good spot for him. And I'm interested to see um, how well he plays um, in the NFL because he is, um, his production was a little underwhelming in 2021. And he is coming from a smaller school. He did not play at a Power 5 program. And he is a smaller prospect, but we'll see what he does. Hopefully, he can come in and be a really good pass rusher for us because he does have the physical traits for that, and he does have the production. So, we'll see how he plays at the next level. And then with, um, and this is the final pick. We have, th we made three more picks in the 2022 draft. I'm only going to break down um, one more pick, and that's our, our, our singular fifth round pick. And with the, one, with the 151st pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons selected Tyler Algier, running back out of BYU. Algier is an interesting prospect. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we picked Algier because almost every player that we drafted had super high RES scores. Like, it was clear that the Falcons wanted really good athletes in the draft. And Algier just is not that. Is he a bad athlete? No. Um, he's an above average athlete. He's a good athlete. Just not an elite one. Um, he is shorter. Like he's 5'10", 5'11", um, weighs 224 pounds. He is a big back for his height. Like he, he is a really big back um, at 224 pounds. His explosion grades were just okay. Had a really, had a, a below average vertical at 33 inches, but his broad jump was good at 10 feet. 
Um, and then his speed scores were a, a bit low. His 20-yard dash was 4.6, which was around average. Um, so was his 20-yard split at 2.66. That was around average. His 10-yard split was really good at 1.56. That that was really, really good. Um, and then his agility scores were, were just average to below average. His uh, shuttle was 4.36, which was below average. And his three cone was 7.09, which was around average. And he had an RAS score of 7.44. So he's a bigger back, um, not a great athlete, um, and didn't really have too many elite traits in terms of his athleticism. Um, His weight was really strong, and so was his 10-yard split. But his 40-yard dash was average. His broad jump was was good, um, but his agility scores were were average across the board. So he's not a great athlete. But I will I'll tell you, he was super productive in college, um, and he was super productive at a young age. Let me look at his profile here. So he is he's a younger back, like he's 22 years old, decent age. Um, played at a Power Five program at BYU. Um, has good size. Like, his size score is one of the best in the class. Um, and he was not a highly touted prospect or recruit coming out of high school. Was unranked. Um, was not an early declare. He was a senior coming out of college. But he had, he had an early breakout. Um, didn't have a PFF grade of 70-plus until he was 21 years old. But when he did break out, he was 21 years old. He had a PFF grade of 80-plus at 21 years old. Um, and that was his past season. I'm sorry, that was last year, and he had a, a PFF grade of 90-plus last year. Um, his peak PFF grade was 92.1, and his PFF grade the last two years was 91.25. That's incredible. And in 2021, his PFF grade was 90.4, and he had a, ru- a rushing grade of 90.4, which was really good, um, and a receiving grade of 73.1, and a run block grade of 61.2. So his, his PFF grades across the board were really, really good. Um, he's just an all-around productive player, a good runner, um, can catch the ball a little bit, and was a, a good blocker for the class. Um, he's not a great athlete, but he's got good size. Um, he broke out at a young age, um, and he was super, super productive over the last two years for a Power 5 program. Getting that in the fifth round is really good, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how much he'll play early on, um, and considering he's a fifth-round pick, I, I'm not sure that he'll get the opportunity um, to play early, but I will say, when they just released Mike Davis this morning, um, so he'll get an opportunity to, to um, he'll get a shot at to play early on um, with that move. Um, I'm just not sure how many touches he'll get as a rookie, because we do have uh, Corderell Patterson um, on the roster, so we'll see how many touches he gets, but getting him in the fifth round is pretty good value, considering his production in college and his size. Um, the fact that he's not a good athlete worries me a little bit, but I love his, his production. His production is off the charts, so I like that pick. And rounding out our NFL our, our class, um, we had two six-round picks. With the, one, with the 190th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, we selected guard Justin Schaefer out of Georgia. And with the 213th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, we selected tight end John Fitzpatrick, also out of Georgia. I don't expect much from those guys, um, but we picked them in the sixth round, so I wanted to mention them. But yeah, that is what the Atlanta Falcons did uh, in the 2022 NFL Draft. 
This was their draft class um, and, and our, our newly acquired players and their profiles. I hope y'all enjoyed um, this episode of the, of the podcast. Let me know your thoughts on our draft class on Twitter or Instagram. Um, my Twitter is, and my Twitter and Instagram are both the Ryan McCrary. That's the R-Y-A-N-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. If you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website at the, at the wiresports.com. You can also check out my YouTube channel at The Wire, my TikTok, The Wire Sports underscore. Um, but yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what y'all think about this year's, about our class this year. And I will see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.